Hi, everybody. Welcome to Busy Living Life. Busy Living Life. Busy Living Life. It's episode 282. And we have a sponsor today. And the sponsor is Soberlink. And nearly 15 million people in the US have alcohol use disorder. That's alcohol only, not other drugs. And this can be attributed to the stigma that surrounds addiction and how people don't want to talk about it. Sober Link, as well as Busy Living Life, strives to erase the stigma of alcohol addiction. Their remote alcohol monitoring tool has helped over 500,000 people to be more accountable in their sobriety. Check out their website. Visit www.soberlink.com dot com and download the resource for you or for someone you know that can benefit from accountability for alcohol recovery you'll also find a form on that page to sign up for a 50 dollar prom promotion 50 dollars off and um i'm going to tell you that i've teamed up with them to create the resource guide tips for keeping busy living sober for those in recovery. Thank you so much again, Soberlink, for sponsoring us. And I today's topic is today's topic is today's topic is forgiveness. And um, this is a really really tough one. Um, it's kind of like. I feel like it's kind of like a master's program for some reason in, um, in recovery. I don't know why, but I feel like when it comes to humans and humanness, um, I think forgiveness is a huge, huge thing in everybody's life. I think that everybody out there has grudges. Um, I know people that took grudges to their grave. I know that they say certain um, nationalities hold grudges forever. I think that it's every human being that holds grudges forever. I think that it's hard for every human to forgive. I don't think you have to be Irish, Italian, um, must. I think it doesn't matter. I think every human being, just like alcoholism, it doesn't discriminate. Um, holding on to grudges and not being able to forgive people is a huge, huge thing that we all, I think, battle. It's um, it's holding grudges for years and years and years. It's like, and we feel justified by them. At least I do. I'm like, I'm justified to feel this thing about this person and I'm not going to forgive them. I forget it. I'm done. They've scorned me. They've hurt me. They've done something to me. And I am therefore, um, I, I, I have a right to hold this grudge. I have a right I have a right to feel the way I feel and I'm not going to, I'm going to hold on to this forever and ever. And I'm done and screw it. I'm done. I'm holding on to this and I'm pissed off and I'm going to be pissed off and I'm going to be pissed off for a long time because that person did this to me. That's the, when we're justified, when we actually have a reason to be mad at somebody, I think that's even the hardest. You know, what could be even harder is that what we have when we're mad at people for things we assume they did that we that we make up kind of in our heads. We're like, this person feels this way about me when we have no idea how actually the person's feeling about us. 
but we assume because they react some way in a text message or in a phone um, or in a, a voicemail, I, I think the best is the text message. The text message response that then um, gets us to be angry and resentful and then be mad at a person and not understand like, okay, they said this in this text message and now I'm mad at them and I'm gonna be mad at them for a really long time because they responded this way in the text message. And I wanted them to respond a different way. And now I'm mad and I'm not talking to them anymore. They are no longer my friend. They are going in the timeout land. They are not my friend. I'm not reaching out to them anymore. I've taken them off my list of people to talk to. They're off the party list. They're off the Christmas card or holiday card list. They're done. They responded in a way that I didn't like. They're done. And that's like, in some ways, I think for myself, that's like the worst way. Like I get mad at people, like to get mad at somebody over a text message response is kind of crazy because it's just words on your telephone. Literally, I'm holding up my phone and if somebody texts you and they respond some way, you assume that it's bad. And why do we assume that? Because we don't feel good about ourselves inside, right? It's about us, how we feel on the inside. So if I feel like shit and somebody sends me a response that I don't like, then um, I have a reason to have a resentment. And then I have... Um, you know, I think it all boils down to like on um, expectation, unreasonable expectations. When we have unreasonable expectations of what we want from someone else, that can build, that can build in us a reason to not like that person, to have a resentment and then to hold a grudge. And we hold this grudge and it's like we hold on to a grudge and it's like we're the one that's holding the whole the really hot rock right or the really um crazy thing in our hands and the other person has no idea but we're sitting here all furious and mad and, and, and it's inside of us and it's the stress that we can feel all over especially in our backs i know my upper back my shoulders i feel it all all over the place i'm just mad i'm just angry i've got every reason to be mad i'm gonna do it and today, I feel like in today's world, there's so much to be angry about, right? There's so many people to be mad at, especially if you don't believe the same things I believe, then definitely we're not friends anymore. I'm going to stop talking to you. I'm going to unfriend you on social media. I'm done. I don't care. I'm not talking to you again. It's over. You don't believe what I believe. So now we have a line in the sand. We're no longer friends. Let's be at war. Everybody's like, you know, I had this total unreasonable expectation when it was going to be 2022. And I was going to be like, okay, this world's amazing now. It's going to be the best year ever. I'm going to just have the best year. It's going to be great. Well, it hasn't been so far. And I feel like a lot of people have felt that way. They're like, oh my gosh, this year has been really a lot tougher than I thought it was going to be. And um, it's true. It's so much harder. But I had these unreasonable expectations that I thought it was going to all be great because of this thing or that thing. You know, I thought this was going to be the year that everything was going to be perfect. And um, it hasn't been that way. And I have this tool that I've been taught from, you know, being in the pro in, in this program, this, you know, we all know that I'm an AA. So, um, 
and it doesn't matter if you're an A or not an A, but I am. And I'm going to share with you that there's this tool that they have, which is writing. And a lot of people tell you to write. And it doesn't matter if you're sober or not sober, or if you um, have another issue. They talk about it all over with mental health. And, um, you know, writing is a huge thing. So they say, you know, you're supposed to write your resentments. They, it's in a four-step and in the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, but so you write down who you're resentful of, why, and what these character defects are, and what it, what is, you know, the, what is the basis of this actual resentment? And nine out of ten times, it's fear, um, and it's fear that somebody's not going to like me, fear that things aren't going to stay the I, they aren't going to stay the way they are, and they're not going to be what I expect them to be. So I have all this fear, and then I have anxiety, and da, 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 da. it goes down in a total roller coaster and it goes on this rabbit hole and it's whatever. So I tend to do a lot of writing um, because if I get angry or something and I get a resentment, I just, it just eats me up. It eats me up inside. It gives me the stress in my neck, in my shoulders that it's really hard to get rid of and stress can kill you. And um, I've heard that more. I just actually saw something on Instagram about it today that stress, like getting rid of stress is a huge thing that we all need to do. And I think that not only is the writing a big thing, but forgiving someone, I have a hard time forgiving people. I just do. I hold on to things and I don't want to anymore. And I want to let things go because I think we're all trying to do our best. I think I personally put people on pedestals, right? I put people like above me. You're either above me, below me, or at my level, but we put these, at least I have in the past, put someone that's, let's say a doctor, a lawyer, um, uh, a person with long-term, longer-term sobriety than I have, um, a priest, um, a rabbi, like just all these people, I think that they're better than me. So I put them up here, which then makes me less than. And then if that person or institution lets me down, which they do nine out of 10 times, I don't know why, but they do because they're human. That's why they'll let me down some way that I feel that they should be better at, right? So my expectation is, is that because you are educated or you have all this time or you have a title that you're better and you should be perfect at what you do and you shouldn't be human. How screwed up is that? Like when I say that out loud, don't you feel like, oh my God, why do I think that? Because every person in this world has done something or will do something that hurts another person. It's just, we're, we all do it. I don't think we intentionally do it. I don't think we intentionally go out to hurt people. I don't think we intentionally go out to, um, create hostility. I don't think we intentionally go out to, um, to force, just to be angry and to be resentful. I don't think we do that. I don't think we intentionally go out there to, I don't think we sit out and say, I'm going to have unreasonable expectations of this person. I think only after the fact, can we recognize it and say, oh my gosh, my expectations for this person were so high. And why would I give, why would I do that to somebody? Because that's just setting this up for total disaster because when in doubt, every person is going to let us down in some way. Everybody does. 
we let ourselves down all the time. I know that um, forgiving others, for me, I can, a lot of people I can um, really, especially people that aren't in my, like my family, um, anybody on the outside, I, I tend to be able to pretty much, I can forgive them easily. And, um, but when it comes to family and myself, not so much, not so much. I don't forgive myself. I, you know, I carry around um, the tapes of yesterday that I'm less than, um, as I mentioned earlier, I compare myself, am I bigger than them or am I smaller than them? Um, it's never that we're just right at the same level. And that judgment I have is, um, is what gets me, gets in my way all the time. My inability, my ability not to forgive myself, you know, and they, somebody told me a long time ago, like God forgave us because God's loving, right? So he's supposedly the biggest thing, the universe, you can say the universe forgave you if you don't believe in God, but I say, God, I say, Jesus, he forgave me. So where do I get off not forgiving me? And that my friends is the humanness. That's the humanness that I don't forgive myself. I don't take the time to forgive myself. I don't take the time to identify what it is I don't forgive about myself. And I don't write it down and talk to somebody about it. Um, I talk to um, friends about it. I actually talk to paid people, a therapist about it. Um, and I can forgive myself one morning and then by the afternoon, my old thoughts come in. And I've not had a drink in 15 and a half years, but I still have that thinking. And I don't know if it just pertains to alcoholics. I think it pertains to everyone. This thought of I'm not enough. I'm not being a good enough mom. I'm not being a good enough wife. I'm not being a good enough neighbor. I don't do enough. Everybody else is doing all this stuff. Why aren't I doing it? Oh my God, it's because I'm a loser. I don't have enough money. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not skinny enough. I drank too much. I can't drink anymore. So now I'm not, I'm not good. I'm not good. Cause I can't, I, I don't drink anymore. So I, I can't fit in with that group. So see, I'm a loser and then I'm not going to forgive myself. And it perpetuates and perpetuates and perpetuates day in and day out. And I think getting to that place of forgiveness is a place that I'm dying to get to. Um, it's a place that I, um, I pray for every day. And um, especially now, it's like, this is the year of forgiveness. You know, last year for me was a lot about judgment. I didn't want to judge. I didn't want to judge. I didn't want to judge. I'm like, how am I to judge? How am I to judge? And I thought about that a lot last year. And the year of 2022, it's for me, forgiveness. How am I going to forgive myself? And how am I going to forgive other people? You know, um, we have this book, it's called Alcoholics Anonymous. And I just like to share it with you because I know a lot of, I don't know if all my listeners actually have this book or even have read this book, but I had, I, I had never really paid attention to this, but a friend of mine pointed it out to me and it's on page 66 in this book. And um, it says in here, there's a prayer and it says, um, how can I be helpful? God save me from being whatever it is, fearful, angry, remorseful. Um, 
God um, saved me from being judgmental. God saved me from wanting to be someone else. God saved me from myself. And, you know, you don't have to necessarily believe in God. I, I think sometimes this is about faking it till we make it. And if you have to believe in something and just call it God. I know the brilliant thing that these gentlemen that wrote this Alcoholics Anonymous book was that you didn't have to have a specific God. You just pick whatever you want it to be. And there were people that like were like, it's the doorknob. It's um, all you people that are sitting in this room. It's a chair. It's the sun. It's the moon. It's the trees. It's the birds. Whatever that God is in your head, just replace the word bird with God. And, um, and but anyway, I'm going to, and then it says, thy will be done. Thy will be done. That's a prayer. So God, please save me from being whatever the word is you have. And if it's like judgmental, and then you say, thy will be done. And that's on page 67, actually, of this book, Alcoholics Anonymous. And um, it, that saying that every day and all day long, it's kind of like taking aspirin and realizing your headache goes away. It doesn't happen instantaneously, but it, if you pray for this, I swear it goes away at some point. It does because I, my judgment has gotten less than last year I prayed for, it, and I'm still going to have to pray for it because it's like the whack-a-mole game you had at Chuck E. Cheese or wherever you went and you'd hit the mole and the other one would come up. It's, it's that's how I am with character defects. So they come and they go and they come and they go. But, um, this forgiveness thing is, um, it's hard. It's hard. You know, um, I'm going to admit something to you all. I was watching the housewives because I just, I'm, I'm one of those people that I just like to watch it. You know, it's like watching a train wreck. Let's face it. It is for me. It's like watching a train wreck, especially New Jersey, because they go to this extreme that you're just like, Oh my God, did that person really just do that? And so I'm watching that. And then I watched, um, what, what happens live afterwards with Andy Cohen, who actually grew up in St. Louis, you know, just right down the street from me. And, um, they were talking about, uh, you know, Teresa, and I'm just using this because we all, you know, we all have these people fixtures that, and I'm going to talk about these people that I don't know. I've never met these people. I just watch them on TV. I have no idea who they are in human life. I don't know if this is all made up, but I'm just going to give this as an example for anyone who's out there. So what, watch what happens live. So I'm watching that yesterday and last night and they have Teresa and she had had a big fight with another housewife that had been a best friend of hers, this girl, Jacqueline, they were like best friends. And Andy Cohen says to her, and I guess this was recorded yesterday, but um, are you going to forgive Jacqueline? Are you going to get to this place that you're going to forgive Jacqueline? And you can see that Teresa, the woman that's being interviewed, is like totally uncomfortable with this question. She's like, uh, 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 because nobody wants to, like you're, when you're put on a spot about something, then this was so public publicized right it was all over the television this this fight and this disagreement that they're having and um you look at her and you're like god she's so uncomfortable when he just asked her that question and she was like okay yeah um sure I, I, i'm ready to forgive her I, I i'm ready to forgive her and you could tell she was apprehensive and i thought that is how we all are when put on the spot, we're like, are we, you know, holding on to these grudges gives us this, uh, 
at least for me, this sense of like, I don't know, am I better that than that person? Um, they've damned me. They've shamed me. I'm not going to forgive them. I'm mad. I'm going to hold on to it. And if you're really, if I'm going to be really honest, because I can't speak for anybody else. So if I'm going to be really honest, I think of all the people that I have like hold, held grudges for. And it's like, why? Why? What a waste of freaking time, energy, stress, my body. Like I'm holding on to this shit that I don't need anymore. I just want to forget it. And um, I was reading because I Googled this and um, it says that like forgiveness, forgive, forgiveness, this is from the Mayo Clinic, forgiveness, letting go of grudges and bitterness. Forgiveness is a commitment to a personalized process of change. To move from suffering to forgiveness, you might recognize the value of forgiveness and how it can improve your life. And identify what needs healing and who needs to be forgiven and for what. And then it says, consider joining a support group or seeing a counselor. And then Wikipedia's definition of forgiveness is forgiveness in a psychological sense is the intentional and voluntary process by which one who may initially feel victimized undergoes a change in feelings and attitude regarding a given offense and overcomes negative emotions such as resentment and vengeance. And it's so funny because it said in that um, Mayo Clinic thing that, you know, you join a group, you know, I joined, you know, as you all know, I joined my support groups, AA, and, um, and I do see a counselor at times too, but um, getting to this place of forgiveness is so imperative. It's like, we're all trying to do our best here and holding on to this stuff is gonna keep, make us sick or keep us sick. It's not gonna give us an ability to feel free. It's gonna keep us sick, right? And no one on this planet is perfect. No president is perfect. No priest is perfect. We've learned that through time. Um, no one is perfect. So holding on to this just keeps us sick. It's like holding on to the hot coal, coal in our hand and praying that somebody else is going to change when it's us that has to change. I have to change. I have to change. It's not fun changing. As human beings, we hate change. At least I do. I hate change. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And I've been going through so many changes I don't know if anybody can relate to this, but like I've recognized that for the past three years, my life has been hard in, um, and I was talking to my girlfriend the other day about this and she's like, what's so hard? And I'm like, I'm sad. I'm just so sad. And she's like, why are you sad? And I'm like, my job as a human was raising my kids. That was it. I, my kids were my life. I did everything for my kids. I didn't miss a sporting event. I, it was all about them cooking dinner, doing the dishes, uh, doing laundry, making sure people go to bed, making sure people get to school on time. And when my last child left and went to college, it was like a part of me walked out the door 
And um, I haven't been able to really identify it. And I've tried to meet different friends and I try to do this and I try to do that and I try to do this and I try to do that and nothing fixes this hole inside of me. This sadness, this feeling of like, oh my gosh, they're gone. Now what? Now who am I going to be? What am I going to be? Who? La, 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 la. And um, coming to that conclusion and talking about it with a friend gives me a sense of peace because you know what she said back to me? She goes, I totally get it. I felt the same exact way. I remember how hard it was. And that gave me the sense of validation, like, oh my gosh, I'm not so crazy. Um, it's okay. And I'm learning to live my life as just Elizabeth, not the mom to these people. And um, I mean, obviously I'm still their mom and still they come back to me. I mean, at this point, I've had one of them that keeps calling in during this podcast. I'm ignoring him, but um I've, you know, I've made some friends that I expected to be a certain way and they weren't. And then I walked away from them and I walked away from a lot of friendships and um, I walked away from a lot of people and it was all about me. It wasn't about them. I had expectations of what I wanted these people to be like. I had um, crazy ways that I wanted people to be in my head. Like you have to be a certain way in my, in my thinking to be my friend, or I'm not good enough anymore, or you don't want to be my friend. If you don't do what I expect for you to be doing, calling me 800 times a day, texting me, doing what I want you to do like this. You know, I think when we're raising kids, we get that instantaneous gratification, right? Because we've got the kid there. We're like, do this, do that. And they're your, your child. So they do it most of the time or they don't do it. And you fight with them about that. But other human beings we put in our life, we expect for them to respond at the time we want them to respond. And if they don't, it's about us, right? Somebody doesn't text us right back. It's about, oh, look, they don't like us. They haven't responded to me right away. Or they're on Facebook with these other group of friends and they didn't include me. That's okay. But we get angry and we then hold the resentment. And then we have this thing we don't forgive these people. And it's just, oh my God, it's cyclical. And the craziest thing is when I went and put this in Google, it was the first thing that came up was like, we all need to learn how to forgive. And I can tell you that I have people in my life that are not alcoholics that have this happening in their lives loved ones that I've had that generationally, they did not forgive members of the family from generation to generation to generation. And now it's my generation. And nine out of 10 times, you can't remember why you're really mad at this person and why you've been holding onto this resentment. A lot of times I can't remember. I'm like, what did they do? And you really think back to it and you're like, What did they do? They weren't nice to me. They said something mean to me. I mean, nothing's ever really that hard. I mean, nothing is that harsh. I mean, no one's killed anybody. They've been mean. I can get over that, right? I can realize that everybody has a bad day. I can realize that um, no one's perfect. 
and I can realize that it's about me. It's about me. And I have to bring something bigger into it. And for me, it's God, as I mentioned earlier. So it's like saying, God, please help me. Help me forgive this person. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, help me forgive this person. And I'm working on it. I can tell you that. I'm working on it day in and day out. You know, this morning I was meditating and it was like I was breathing in forgiveness and I was breathing out fear. I was like, forgive fear. And God, please help me forgive this person. Please help me let this go. Please help me not be judgmental. Please help me live in the moments. Please help me learn to forgive myself. Forgiveness is hard. And some of us feel really justified. And I get it. I get it. I get it. But it's not helping you. It just hurts us. It really hurts us to hold on to this stuff. We can't get better. And it doesn't even mean that if you forgive the person, they have to be in your life. That doesn't mean like carte blanche, come into my house. I want to have dinner with you. No, but you can just be like, you know, it's good. I'm good. It's great. I don't want to have you in my house, but I think you're, I, I'm we're good. We're good. And that's all I'm asking you to do is get to that place where we're good. I'm not going to get to this place with all these people with like, come over to my house, invite you into my house, take you to dinner, whatever. But I do want to get to the place that when I think about you, I can send good thoughts rather than bad thoughts. And that's growth. And I feel like that's all we're trying to do each and every day is grow, just grow. So if you have any thoughts on this forgiveness thing, let me know. You can always reach me at busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y at busylivingsober.com because I haven't gotten rid of that, um, that email address. I also have, if, if it's easier, you can email me at Elizabeth, E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H at elizabethchance.com. And know that you are not alone. We are all trying to battle this thing called life. Hence, I renamed the podcast to Busy Living Life. But remember, you're not alone. You can reach out to me. I promise I will respond. I respond all the time. And um, let's just try to have a better day, you know, and realize we're all trying to have a better day. And sometimes it's rule 62. We can't take ourselves too seriously, right? We want to have a good day. Laugh at yourself today. Have fun. Put on your favorite music and um, keep getting busy living life in today. Okay. Please do, please do, please do. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe, tell your friends to subscribe, share this with people. If you feel like you want to and um, realize you're not alone and love you all, especially the people that always write to me, my dear friends that always write and my dear listeners, some of you I've never met in real life, but I love you anyway. And I can't wait to meet you one day in real life. And um, until next time, keep getting busy living life. I already said that, but I'm saying it again. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye. See you next week.